Welcome to Mad World with Meg and Maria. Just two girls figuring out this mad world we live in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mad World with Meg and Maria. I'm Meg. And I'm Maria. And we're sat back in the same place as we were last week. Same time. We've got a bit of a routine going on now, haven't we? We do. We kind of got into a swing of things. (laughs) We've got into the whip of things. I feel like, yeah, we're in the swing of things. We've got a routine down. I am fully aware that Mondays are now for recordings, you know? Yeah, except when we're feeling lazy and we wanted we want a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean that was that's only happened once. But that doesn't affect me because I don't edit them. It affects <laughs> you. So I can record whenever. It's just whenever you feel like you can squeeze in editing an hour long podcast or however long they've been coming out. Um yeah, so last week we were a bit late on the timing. That was definitely my fault because I was hungover. Um, and we did, we did a live as well. We did do a live, but um, I think my hungoverness definitely caught yeah. up. Do you know what? I've been being I've been hungover a lot late re- recently. I haven't been drinking the past eight days. God, which I know to some of you listeners maybe be like, "Wow, eight days." Do you want a medal? <laughs> Um, yeah, I would like a medal, please, because that is a big deal for me. Do you know what I think it is? Is the fact that actually that is a really big deal for you, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. But also now I'm back working. I'm a working girl. Thank you. Um, I do feel like it's making me want to drink even more again because I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> because I hate my life. I think it's because you're adjusting. Anyone who's going back to work or going back to working either back in the office or just coming off furlough or getting a new job or whatever it is. It's been such a long time since it's been that level of normality. Yeah. That now when you go back to work, it just feels awful. I can't even imagine getting dressed. Honestly. Let alone going back to work, you know? Honestly, we were living our best life and we would message each other being like, this is the life. Like This is, you know, we're winning. And now I'm working. And honestly, don't go back to work. Just do you. It's fine. <laughs> Who yeah, needs money? Like, I always, I keep saying to my parents, like, I just don't think this working thing's for me, you know. <laughs> like, I, I just don't think I'm going to do it, you know. And they're like, okay, bitch. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> no, I feel you. Just, yeah. Um, but today we wanted to talk about how... Generation Z have really changed this like modern society and culture that we live in. Um, I think it's really interesting as a generation of how different we are compared to like our parents and even like, you know, older siblings and stuff, you know, where we are now is actually there's a lot of positives from it, but there's also some negatives maybe. There's always some negatives. Exactly. But yeah, let's dive in deep and let's kind of uh, look at us as a generation. So Gen Z is from, now loads of people say it's different, but I think it's from like 1995 to 2005. But so many people say say different age groups, if that makes sense. Well, that's like whenever someone's like, oh my God, we're a millennial. It's like, we're actually not millennials. No, I know. Yeah. We're, we're too young. We're a little bit too young. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, here it says uh, Gen Z starts from 1995 um, through to 2010. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we're fully in that category. Um, and I think it's, like, it's so important to look at, like, I know sometimes you think how mad it is from, like, when we were children, you know, we've, we got the, in, like, obviously we were growing up, you know, with the internet our whole lives, but, like, you know, having TV there and stuff, but now social media has completely, like, changed, like, the way we are socially and culturally, like... Oh, my God. It's scary. And I think we're, like, one of the only generations or age groups even, even just being, like, early 20s compared to being something like 16, you know. They had a different childhood to us because I remember, like, having this huge family computer oh my god yeah not being allowed to use it at certain times it was so slow whereas they probably always had a laptop like a relatively decent laptop it's just little things like that they, they might not have experienced msn you know certain things bebo like, bebo i actually never used bebo oh my god i don't really get it i know there's a lot of like i don't get it there's a lot of nonces on there i think <laughs> i mean there's honey newsflash there's nonces everywhere oh yeah um, but like uh, they could say it openly do you know what i mean they could say and it would be in front of everyone do you know what i mean oh so they were like open nonces open nonces okay <laughs> uh more probably not as scary as hidden nonces though true I mean, I just, um, nonces are just scary, aren't they? Let's stop saying yeah, nonce, the, yeah. the words. Nonce. <laughs> Let's get it out of our system. Nonce, nonce, nonce. Um, yeah, I never used Bebo, but it's just little things like that. Um, even just like Club Penguin. Oh, what a And like what a time. playing games on like these really weird websites of like online games, but they were just like the most simple games ever. And yeah, and you know when you typed so in? There was so much I did as a child. And you know when you typed in and you type in like a hundred games to play? And then you yes, would go through them all. It. God. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that was, those were the days. And do you know what I remember? I was talking about this with my sister the other day in the car, actually. I remember my first music video I ever watched. Because I don't think music videos are... Um, do you? Yeah. I don't think it's much of a thing now. But I remember. So oh, it was um, at my friend's house. Again, it was on the family computer. And she showed me it was Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. And I thought, <gasps> oh my God, this music video is amazing. What year did that come out? Because I felt like it was going to be earlier than... I thought you were going to say something earlier than that. Should we have a little look? Yeah. And um, I was going to say as well, I used to watch music videos on the telly, but I used to always put on Channel 96, which was the box, and it would be on all the time. I just used to love dancing and watching these music videos because that was all I could really do yeah and my brother actually told me he was like you do know that if you keep watching that channel it's gonna blow up <laughs> and I was like what oh. that's just what my brother's like he just fed me lies but um I believed it and I had to like pull back on watching the box I was like I can't lose this channel it is my life <laughs> so I'd be like look you watch something for an hour and then I'll go back to it later but even like things like um did you remember, like, get your first Skybox and there was all these channels and it was like... Yeah, and it was the old screen of, like, Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no pictures, it was just words. Exactly, and it's just, like, that those moments are so big and it's, like, now, you know, 
pretty much every teenager has a phone and they can just go on and look yeah. at any not even a teenager like younger exactly 11 year olds have got like iphone 8 and i'm just like are you okay like what do you what do you need that for <laughs> And who are you talking to? And it's like, you know, when you, you know, after school and you come home and you watch CBBC or Disney Channel, it's like you just had to watch what was on there. But now you you can choose what to watch. I'm just going back to Avril Lavigne. It was released in 2007. See, I would have been 11. No, I would have been 10. Yeah. So, but. I, I thought you would have been like, I remember watching. I remember when I was like four or five watching like um like club classic sort of god you're a little raver i, I was a <laughs> raver i remember i remember watching like fat boy slim music videos and being like really yeah i've been like walk the plank fat man scoop that one <laughs> that's brilliant yeah. no i think that was fat man scoop i think that was with, with um what's his name what did I just say? Fat Boy Slim? Can't remember. Either way, they all merged into one. And I remember all the, I just remember all the classic music videos. We still put them on at pre-drinks. Like, That's and a, yeah. About them. And it's like, you you know, now, like, and also, oh my God, sorry. This is just going onto a tangent now. But you know when you had, like, did you have an old iPods? Like the old yes. school ones, yeah. And they used to be like, this can hold like a hundred thousand songs. And it's like, that's not that impressive. <laughs> where's, where's the videos? And then you'd you know? have to do... You can, do the whole um, YouTube to MP3 and everything and download. Yes, yeah, back when you got your free music and then your, your laptop would be like, we might have a few viruses and you're like, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember all of this. And I remember having like two films on my iPod and I watched them on the tiny on the screen. On the Yeah. No, not even on the oh touch. Oh my God. On the nano, oh like my God. the big boy. yeah. yeah. Or was it the Nana? The oh, the, the classic. Smaller one. The classic, the classic yeah, yeah. one, yeah. And I remember watching, oh, I think I was in America with my family in this like, <laughs> scary house. Scary. And I remember watching the, the, I remember watching The Strangers and it was all about like this family who was staying in a house who had people break in. So it was like the ideal film to watch as like an 11 Yeah, definitely, of course. <laughs> in a foreign land. Um, and I also had Twilight, I think. Oh my God, what a like, film. Like the first Twilight, yeah. Um, That's it. What was I going to say? Yeah, what was your... Do you remember your first... Like, do you remember a ringtone you had when you were younger? Uh, I, my first phone was a Motorola Pebble. And it was like this little shiny pink flip-up. And I remember I got it on my ninth birthday or something. Which, it, it people were probably like, oh, you were just saying 11-year-olds have iPhones. Honey, <laughs> do you know what a Motorola Pebble does? <laughs> it does nothing. It answers a phone call. And then it might it might just be able to make one back, you know. You can send you can probably save about three text messages, and then it's full. It was only in my I had this little like sewn up like it was this weird knitted bag <laughs> I'd have over my shoulder. I had to go out and play down the road, and my mum would call me on it, and it was called like Waves Ringtone or something. Oh my god! And it sounded a bit like it sounded a bit like the Zoe One Hundred One theme tune. Love that. And she'd be like, "Dinner's ready." And <laughs> on my way and I'd slap my phone down like gotta go but all these phone brands like nowadays you just hear of Samsung and iPhone but back then there was like Sony yeah. Ericsson I had a HTC yeah. uh, what was that chocolate oh, yeah. one what was the chocolate oh that all the like basic white girls had no offence yeah Galaxy that chocolate was... 
Galaxy, yeah, Galaxy Chocolate, they had Galaxy Touch. Yeah, like yeah, and they were like the phone to have. Um, yeah. But I remember having uh, Kiss Me Through the Phone, was that by Soldier Boy? Oh my God, six, seven, eight, triple nine, <laughs> two, one, two. Yeah, I used to listen to that all the time on the way to school. That and Neo, I used to listen to Closer by Neo. Yeah. Um, but this was my life. That was all you could do on the way to school was listen to music. Yeah, or you'd be like by the bus shelter or something, or like the back end of school, just Bluetoothing songs. Oh my God, Bluetoothing, don't. <laughs> this whole thing has just made me feel so eerily nostalgic. But also I feel sorry for the kids that are never going to get to experience that kind of childhood. The difficulty of it. A hundred percent. It was nothing. Everything is so accessible and so aimed for that age group now. And it's so mature. And it's, yeah, this is the thing. Like, um, you know, you go on TikTok. So uh, obviously TikTok is huge now. And I'm a massive TikTok whore. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm a slut for TikTok. But like the people who are famous from TikTok, so like, what's her names? Charlie's Amelia. Yeah, yeah, that's, she's like 16. Only just. Only just 16. And I'm like. I thought she was like 18. Yeah, and it's like. Or at least. Blown away. And I got to admit, I don't think back then, 15, 16 year olds would have had the confidence to do something like that. Or no. am I just being naive? I mean. I don't know. I think they would. I think they were famous teenagers, but I don't think they were as thrown into the media. Like YouTube used to just be YouTube. It would never transcend past the YouTube influencer and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't like that at all. It was just people making silly videos on YouTube or music videos. Incredible. Yes, it was such an amazing website, and I'm not saying it's you know, lost its touch. It's still really good and my main source of entertainment. But you don't get the shit you used to get no. on YouTube. Oh yeah, like that's the thing. I think so many people do thing like do things for clout. Oh, I even hate that word. Um but like they do things to clout. get views, do you know what I mean? And it's just like yes, it's so they, they know the algorithm. Yeah. yeah they they've learnt what works over the ten years, fifteen years, and it's just it's a shame. Like we got in there just as it was getting big. Yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, like you yeah. were saying about on YouTube. Like, remember Charlie bit my finger. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> those kids are probably like they probably have mortgages now. They're that old, you know. <laughs> but it's so stupid. But it's hilarious. It's madness, and the way that uh, the way our entertainment entertainment lines up with. The entertainment of the you know 13 14 year olds of this generation is bizarre because it's it's just not the same yeah at all like i think with things like tiktok and obviously instagram's a different thing but i think tiktok in, in particular it makes you feel like you have to be part of this culture by following everything these people are doing yeah so you can't actually i think we have a sense of independence which we'll go on to in a minute but there's also like you know the way people dress and like you know it's yeah you have to sort of act exactly how these tiktok famous tiktokers are acting yeah i agree so it's kind of like they've made this mold and there's a lot of people falling into the mold 
and I don't want too many people to fall into it and lose themselves you know yeah and I think I think always there's always been like oh this celebrity eats this or this celebrity dresses like this so I want to dress like this and eat like this yeah that's always been around but I do think with tick it's a different version yeah like I think with tiktok because these are normal people you know it's like it's like with you know dating and having partners and stuff that that relationship has to be like a tiktok or instagram type relationship and it's like you know just don't worry about all this like weird culture that they're trying to sort of impose on everyone yeah crazy it really is um but i think yeah i think the internet can be a really toxic place sometimes and i think at the moment we've got this whole cancer culture that's going on yeah um and that's scary like it terrifies me like oh it is scary yeah like it just because i feel so bad for like a lot of these celebrities obviously some of them deserve it sorry ellen not to throw you under the bus again but you're stupid scary yeah, let's have an we should have an ellen segment every week <laughs> just have a little bit of a discussion um i haven't really heard like her say anything about the fact that her show could be getting cancelled. No. I haven't heard. I, well, I, she hasn't texted me. <laughs> she hasn't said anything to me personally. Ellen, we want updates. So, Ellen, where are you hiding, love? Speak up. Come on. What house are you hiding in? But, like, you hear loads of things about that as well at the moment, like, with Sofia Vergara. Um, at the moment, that's come to light, the fact that Ellen is, like, underlying racist about it, like, how her accent, and, like, forces her to say big words that she knows she can't say, and it's like... Yeah! Calm down, Ellen. Ellen deserves to be cancelled. I mean, she's had, she's had a long run, hasn't she? Her time's up. She's been around for a long time. I, I, I truly, truly believe that part of you know Florence Given you know she's a very good advocate for um putting people right but she also says a big part of self-love is holding yourself accountable for things and I agree like if people just worried about holding themselves accountable and recognizing that you know just because this doesn't offend me or this hasn't upset me doesn't mean that it doesn't upset someone else you know yeah um, so I think if people were held themselves accountable and or if people were softly holding others accountable um, with, you know, well intentions, then I don't think council culture would exist. I think it would be a healthier place. Um, I'm not saying that the people who have sexually abused, raped, um, racially abused, abused homophobia all of that out of yeah out of genuine malice um should be excused as easily but people who have slipped up made silly mistakes made silly jokes that they probably didn't realize were going to be half as offensive as they were you know putting things out the woodworks isn't necessarily going to help create a better environment for people. Yeah. It's going to make a toxic environment. Definitely. And it's going to be difficult. Like, um, I think, okay, so cancel culture, obviously, you know, people above our generation don't really know what cancel culture is. So cancel culture is basically oh, where... Yeah you you know a celebrity does something or they get into maybe like a sticky situation or they do something genuinely wrong and then the internet chooses to cancel them or you know stop supporting them and sort of boycotting the celebrity um and i think what's important to acknowledge about it is the fact that 
it's you know it's all down to like death threats saying i'm not going to purchase this product i'm never going to support this person this person's vile da, 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 da. Mm. and i think it can be toxic like meg was just saying um and i think a good example of this was obviously my all-time fave jodie coma um she oh, yeah. last month she was on the back end of cancel culture because somebody oh really yeah so a fan um pretends to be someone jodie knew followed her on her private instagram accounts so obviously um she followed back then they were able to see all her private content and stuff and they found out she had a boyfriend and this boyfriend was a registered republican and okay. Jodie Comer plays Villanelle in Killing Eve, who is, uh, she's, I would say her sexuality is very fluid. Yeah. Um, and they were like, she should be playing this character. She's with a Republican, a racist, a homophobe. Um, you know, she doesn't support the LGBTQ plus community. And they were like canceling her, like they're disgusted by her. And it's like, you have to remember you're supporting Villanelle, a character that is completely, you know, fiction, and you're then associating it with the actress. That's ridiculous. It's just, it's like, it's so, I can't expect, like, the only word to describe it is toxic. Like, that is only the, the only word to say about it. It's just, and also, he could be a Republican, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's racist or homophobic. Do yeah. you know what I mean? He may not even support Trump. You don't know that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think everyone is responsible for themselves. Um, and if you're going to go out and you're going to be in a relationship with someone who might who might not have the same you know favouring views as you, that's fine. Doesn't mean that you have to support everything that they think politically. It might make things easier, but at the end of the day, you're your own person. And I think the whole point of relationships is like, growing and learning things together how do you know this poor guy isn't thinking yeah i don't support the republican party anymore or something you don't know that yeah. and also i think what was really horrible is the fact that people were really angry because they found out she had this boyfriend they found out she could potentially be straight and it's like how are you oh god i know but how are you having you know you're you're making a judgment on somebody's sexuality and you're you know putting it out there in the world and saying she shouldn't be she shouldn't be straight basically and it's like you don't know her sexuality you don't freaking know her like yeah also why are you like, bothered why are you going through the effort of getting onto a private instagram account that's kind of borderline harassment exactly and i think this is the like where cancel culture is a problem because it's like literally do you think Jodie Comer is going to read this and think oh my god I'm going to break up with my boyfriend because I can't believe that I let him get away with that I never knew he was a relative. because little Holly isn't going to support me anymore so I'm going to break up with my boyfriend do you know what I mean I also think the whole council culture thing is extremely damaging for her mental health because there are people who are getting absolutely hounded having the internet turn around on them um, and it's kind of, it introduces bullies into the mix and it's a form of bullying sometimes. And it leaves these people with the weight of just hate on their shoulders and it's just not healthy. And, and, and humans aren't made to deal with that kind of stuff, you know? They yeah. are sensitive. Humans are sensitive. And whether you've got a huge entourage around you supporting you constantly or not, this is going to get to you it will tear you down and it will massively massively affect your mental health 
it's like you can lose your credibility overnight. It's like losing your job, you know, your support. Imagine that just being whipped away from you because someone's dug through and seen something silly you did a few years ago, you know? Yeah, And that's definitely. just being, that's a general idea of what the cancel culture thing is, you know? And I think like what you said, we're saying it's cancel culture, but actually it is just cyberbullying. Do you know what I mean? It is just pure bullying. It's a witch hunt half the time. Exactly. And that is always, that's the thing, which like which the idea of witch hunting people is always going to be a thing. It's just now that more people are able to witness it. Yeah. And people don't actually go out with pitchforks anymore. They go like online and follow you people around hate follow you know it's just oh it's such a toxic place and it's it's such a shame because that is in a way a safe place for some people yeah and they just get this this like influx of negativity and people who let's for example use someone made not necessarily a mean racist joke but a, a joke in the past that could be deemed as racist and offensive, uh, and offensive, um, and you have this influx of white, you know, key- keyboard warriors. Like this is damaging to this. This is affecting the, the um, African American community, or this is affecting the Hispanic community. This is completely disregarding their history. Da, 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 da. And you think, hang on a minute, <laughs> who are you to say anything about that? let those people educate them you know yeah definitely yeah i agree i I agree um, we should be educating ourselves completely agree we should be educating ourselves but unless you've come across something that is genuinely like someone said wait i'm just saying no that could be offensive yeah to this race or this minority like don't hound someone because they were ignorant People make people make mistakes. People don't realise things half the time. Um, so as long as they're held accountable and then they're made aware, it's up to them to be responsible from that point and know that that's something that's not acceptable and then move on. Yeah, someone definitely. else has learned something. Um, but I, mm. but um, but if I was part of a minority and something came out and it was offensive. I'd be a bit like, why are all these white people saying they're offended for me? Like, let me speak up. Yeah, yeah. Let my, let my, um, you know. Yeah, like it just, it's the fact that, you know, people are bored. So they're just jumping in onto this whole thing because they're bored and they've got nothing else to do. And it's like, you're making. Yeah, but it's like, you have to ask yourself, are you, are you personally, are you personally offended? Yeah. Like, are you personally offended? Do you know anyone close to you who is personally offended that you want to stand up for? Half the time, no. Yeah, exactly. And I think people need to bloody remember what happened to Caroline Flack. Like, I'm sorry, but the internet and the media were just horrific and people would, you know, actively go out and just say something negative about Caroline Flack when she just didn't do anything wrong. You know, obviously there was some controversy uh, at times with her, but she got backlash yeah, and, her whole career. And she, do you know what? She would never deny it. She's one of those people who would never deny it. And I think you are holding yourself accountable if you are ready to learn, if you are 
happy to be educated and corrected and you hold yourself accountable yeah you know i just think people need to be aware and know that uh when you're putting something out there they genuinely do see it like i think these celebrities or people with a following genuinely do see it and it's just like is that fucking worth it knowing Mm. that you don't know what that person's feeling like you literally have no idea imagine a bunch of people going to you and saying you're ugly kill yourself you're fat you know you should be this person it's like shut up you're so you know insecure in your own life it's just it's ridiculous it's like i said like humans aren't built for to be hated yeah definitely and i think you know with our generation i think that's probably the biggest like negative i have is that you know we we do have to constantly bombard these people that actually we're never going to bloody meet i know they have a platform and they have an influence and all that but also some things like jodie Coe's boyfriend i don't give a fuck about we hope you're enjoying the episode. Find us on Instagram at madworld underscore podcast to watch our two-minute talk series where people are honest and open about their personal experiences. This Sunday, we have Izzy and Lucy discussing their relationship and their coming out stories. But yeah, so going back to, you know, when we were younger um, and looking at, you know, people who are like 13 and stuff, like, honestly, I get shocked at how old they look. Yeah. Definitely. Like, do they even um, have a phase where they go, you know, where they wear like the no. like the thickest eyeliner, or you know, what was that? What was that foundation? The matte. The what was that? Dream matte. Matte, dream matte mousse. Oh, that was it. God, that stuff was horrible. Oh, I love the feel of it on my fingers, but not on my face. <laughs> not on my face. And um, yeah, it's it's just weird because you think about yourself as a thirteen year old. We didn't know each other when we were 13, but I know for a fact when I was 13, I was, you know, I had like greasy hair. I was wearing like these thick plastic headbands, like no makeup. Or if I did, it would be like a bit of glitter on my eyes and like a shiny lipstick and like, oh, it just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't hot. And my outfits were, they were frumpy. Yeah. Uh, mine, like well. baggy jeans were in. I would have like a t-shirt that wasn't quite baggy but wasn't quite tight and it was just you know it was just not the one but it was nothing hot about me as a 13 year old you know yeah yeah nothing yeah and um, because I was 13 no I'm I was the same exactly the same like I would wear like a skirt and then I'd have like it'd be like a skater skirt and it'd have like a like oh for my school God, and then like leggings and they'd be like halfway just below your kneecap did you ever do that Yep, yep, a hundred percent. I know exactly, and I used to have leggings that matched every t-shirt I had. I had to, I had to have a different <laughs> colour pair of leggings. But I thought I looked fit. The shit, <laughs> irresistible. But now, if I saw some of these girls go go into the, go into a, go up to a bar and order a drink, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. No, because I wouldn't. They have I'd like probably serve them. Yeah, like some of them dress better than I do, you know? I'm not saying I've dressed really well, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's the fact that they're fashion conscious. They know, you know, what's, oh, yeah. what to I wear. I was so not fashion conscious. I was the least fashion conscious person. I'm still not massively, like, I'm not a huge clothes person, you know? Yeah. Um, I just kind of wear clothes because I have to. Uh, but I'm not, 
like these girls are so fashion conscious and they know where to sharpen the clothes they're wearing are just like I look at some people's outfits and I think damn that's an amazing outfit yeah literally it's because they literally have well done they have access to you know again all these influencers and they know what to wear they look at the the hauls on YouTube and stuff and it's like yeah in a way that's I think it's quite a good uh, I don't know I don't it's difficult isn't it because you obviously think fashion is and clothes and everything but also I think you know if it gives them a bit of confidence then you know good for them they probably have more confidence being 13 now than I did at 13 I think True, but you know you, you're still a thirteen year old at the end of the day. Yeah, it. I mean, there's a lot like, obviously. You've just you, you were twelve the year before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were yeah, twelve, yeah. and then you turned thirteen. <laughs> like, and then you were looking like this. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> and you're coming up to the bar for a drink. Yeah, true. Like it, it is a good. I mean, they're probably not, but you know, you need a good character building. T- young teenage experience don't you yeah you need to get up to, get up to some things look back at your you know my eyeliner was so thick like I had the thickest you, wanna, you should cringe at yourself you, I should what so not just you should like look back and cringe at yourself yeah like that's how you should feel when you look back at yourself as a teenager but also not cringe at yourself as in like oh my god I can't believe I wore those shoes with that top but like <laughs> Oh my god, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. Am I okay? Yeah. Do I have friends? <laughs> and then you look at your friends and it's like, oh my god, yeah, I do. We all look the same. And that's like we thinking all look just as bad. Thinking about it, when you look back at photos, like physical photos, you obviously see that. But then also like when they're gonna look back at their photos, they're gonna be like, you know posed modeled photos like edited and to be honest i kind of rate that i got to admit i kind of rate that like me personally i think you know but do you not love looking back at physical photos like i've got so many different photos under my bed from like my old digital camera and me and my friends just having a full-blown photo shoot and they (laughs) are so they are terrible and you know those slogan t-shirts oh my god this is so nostalgic what like I love London or they had no like they were like uh what was it it was there was one it would like everybody wore it it had the same slogan on they were from Topshop I remember buying it thinking how cool I was and it was like like, the ones that said like geek yes that was it geek why was geek such a trend I don't know I have no idea (laughs) but it was wasn't it and you could get different and I remember the Topshop ones because they were quite thick I've got to admit they were quite like you know really baggy like the perfect fit and it just had this like massive geek on it yeah love that Tragic. um but yeah so i think you know looking at our generation to other generations like older generation millennials gen x bo- baby boomers um i think there are you know a, there's a massive jump not obviously just technology wise and social media wise but i think you know as our sort of the way we look at life has developed quite a bit just viewers life like life in general is different so people are probably aiming for different things and seeing different things as good or bad compared to how we would have seen them a few years ago that sort of thing yeah exactly like I think you know we were talking about earlier about um 
like freelance or being self-employed and stuff like that like having your own sort of routine and not necessarily going into a nine-to-five job or you know even things like from marriage you know when older generations would get married probably at the age we are now and have kids and it's like for me I think I couldn't imagine doing that in 10 years like in another 10 years do you know what I mean yeah it's it's a generational change um I don't think the older generation get us half the time no um understand our our qualms if you will (laughs) yeah about marriage and babies and that sort of stuff yeah and I think you know like we as well I do think we are more open to discussion on some topics and this is where it's a bit controversial maybe um okay and I think personally, like when it comes to, for example, the Black Lives Matter movement obviously was a huge, like, when it was all going on about, what is it, back in the 50s, 60s. Um, like the civil rights movement. Yeah, but I think what's happened at the moment with all the Black Lives Matter stuff is that more people are open to discussing it and open to actually changing their views. Yeah. And so they should be. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's in like, you know, we have so many different, there's so many labels at the moment as well for people like, you know, gender, sexual orientation. And I think uh, that's kind of hard for older generations to understand because that was never in their lifetime, which I, you know, it's completely... It's understandable that they don't get it because they've never, like you said, they've never had to deal with, you know, that. But also they still don't have to deal with it because it's not their life and a lot of the time when older generations say like oh my god you could be anything this these days you can you can identify as anything these days it's like <laughs> and it's like oh, i don't get it it's just oh fuck it out you know i call a spade a spade and it's like but do you care yeah. like do you really deep down go to bed at night and think for i'm livid about that you know you, you don't care yeah you're doing it because you're you're just seeing it as a threat because people are a little bit more liberal than you used to be back then just deal with your own life recognize that you might be wrong half the time and just live out the rest of your days without stressing yourself out over what someone else is doing with their life yeah definitely and you know i think we've got a sense of confidence as well as a generation where we're, we're able to be like you know what this is how I identify or this is what I like and this is, I'm going to be proud of it. Or like, I don't need to tell you what I like. I don't need to have a thing. Exactly, you know? I, yeah. I am who I am and it, I like who I like and I, you know, I believe what I believe. Yeah, no, 100%. Gonna, like I th- I'm not going to shove it down someone's throat, but if you could accept that it's going on, that would be amazing. Thanks, you know? Yeah, and I think, I yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly it, is the fact that you know we're we're so like I think we're just so welcoming of I would like to think we're so welcoming of like whatever anybody wants to sort of do or say with themselves I mean we're just like yeah do it crack on like I don't care also whoever in the older generations are like oh my god everyone's gay these days everyone's so and so it's like no everyone was gay back then too they were just married with children you know like (laughs) to the opposite sex when they didn't want to you know be with them they had these you know half lives because that's what was expected of them 
there was just as many gays back then as there are now. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was it was just how it was. People weren't as open and accepting. And even like, although like now we can talk about these things openly, you know, with more confidence, I think it is nice for older generations who maybe did have to hide that part of their life and they can be like, yeah. you know, wow, like all these young people are talking about it. You know what? I bonked this and this person and I don't think to actually like you know instead of like just say you know there were people I think it might have actually helped them realize yeah I'm gonna be open and I'm now what 70 or something and I'm gonna come out gay it's like just like sit down with your grandchildren or you know your kids and just listen to stories you know watch documentaries about the movements that have made the world what it is today understand how your life might be easy but someone else just wants to be themselves but because they want to be themselves it's twice as hard just do what you can to make make it a nice place to be the world a nice place to be it's not that hard you know yeah definitely um and if you're using religion as an excuse Oh, don't even get me started on that. If you're a Christian and you're like, I just don't, I don't recognize marriage between two men or two ladies. <laughs> it is a man and a woman. It just does not exist. But then- but like, I just think, you know, if people said, if someone, if someone came up to me, like if one of my friends came up to me and was like, do you know what? I fancy hooking up with this person or I fancy hooking up with this girl or this guy tomorrow. It's like, cool you just do you you know what I mean I'm not gonna judge and I think as long as as long as you're not hurting anyone my sister always says you can do anything as long as it's consensual legal and yeah nothing to do with animals which is so true do whatever you want just you know within reason um yeah but yeah like going back to um social media side of things obviously we spoke about the negatives of it but you know, I think there's some positives as well. Yeah, I, I agree that there, there are some positives. Um, communities, healthy communities that have been made, support systems for some people who don't get it within their family, unfortunately. Just it is a safe place for some people, but it's also a scary place for some people. It's but that that's the world, you know? Yeah. And like I was saying to you as well, like I feel like I find out my news on Twitter you know, before, you know, yeah. my mum or something, because obviously you're, you know, you, you're there and it's like right at you instantly. And all you've got to do is search the keywords of what everyone's talking about. Say, for example, Kanye West and all these different stories come up, his tweets come up. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's so much there that you can work out the story yourself, what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so like interesting. When it was, I can't remember what it was. It was a, I think, I, I think it was a terrorist attack of uh, from a couple of years ago and I remember being on Twitter and it was like I would see things that you know before it would get to the news or you know you would see like first-hand accounts more than you would see on the news and stuff and uh even going back to the Black Lives Matter movement and all the protests that happened recently like you saw so much of more of police brutality throughout that period and it's like you know people who go online and read the news or go on Facebook even don't see that do you know what I mean it's a whole different platform so it's a whole new platform of news news sharing circulation all that sort of 
all that good stuff and bad stuff, unfortunately. But don't you think it's clever, like how how we can know which platforms to use what for? Like, you know, yeah. you won't go on Facebook and post the stuff that you put on Instagram or Twitter. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. Like, definitely. I have, a, I have a completely different identity on Twitter than I would do compared to Facebook. Yeah. I don't even, I literally just, I am a voyeur on Twitter. I just watch. Um, whereas Instagram I'm much more involved Facebook it's more of like something where I share things if I want more people to see it and react and say things like more of like the mums and the family that sort of thing on on the Facebooks you know yeah like I watch I'm more cautious of what I put on Facebook than what I put on Instagram or Twitter yeah yeah definitely it's just something you just it's the unwritten rule isn't it yeah yeah and it's, it's like, like it's, guide, it's the unwritten guidebook that's literally it and it's like so weird but we just know like we just know what all these platforms do like you would say to you know maybe older generations like this is what tiktok is just like 30 second or 60 second videos and it's like well that's, yeah. that's the same as youtube isn't it it's like no 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 like, no, no. no. You, have, you have no fucking idea you have no idea our attention span has has morphed into this tiny little thing and we need constant constant change you need to just swipe up new video. My <laughs> mum's obsessed. My mum is obsessed. She said she lost an hour the other night. You do though. And you I was like, that, do. That, that is what happens. That is exactly what happens. <laughs> like you're not going to go renegade on YouTube, are you? Oh my god, renegade, <laughs> renegade. <laughs> totally. Oh my, my mum's into YouTube. Maybe I'll get her onto TikTok. You should because if my mum can get into it, I'm sure your mum can get into it. What videos does she like? Well, she just does the whole For You page thing. But yeah, yeah. I think her videos that she gets are different to what I get. Because I think yeah. it goes off of what you like and stuff. And I think she likes all the funny little, like, kids swearing and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, like, hacks and, like, funny moments and just quite relatively humble tips and tricks. You know, she gets the occasional dancing one, which goes, Oh, I just skip all the dancing ones. I'm, not <laughs> I'm like, All right, then, love. I'm going to go downstairs and see her, like, dancing to <laughs> savage. say so or something. Yeah, or doing savage, something like that. I'm going to find her doing it one day. I know it. What's your favourite? she'll want to do it with me. What's your. Oh, my God, please. I'll pay to see that. Please. Can you do Thanks. a TikTok she together? Was, she's asked me already, and I said, Absolutely not, love. Oh, my God. No, please. I will literally. Oh my God, think of the views. <laughs> I don't even do them for myself or with my friends. I don't do with my mum, you know. Oh, I think that'd be iconic. You two could have your own TikTok page. Imagine. I would, That's I what would... my life's been missing. My mum keeps walking around the house singing Savage Love. She goes, Does Savage she? Love. But she's not even singing the words. She's going, and I'm like, how do you know this? And she's like, I love TikTok. I'm like, excuse me? Come again? I find myself in the middle of the day just singing like a, my own TikTok mix up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Your own playlist. Okay. So let's get on to the favourites of the week. Let's, yeah, you start with your favourite of the week. Okay. Mine at the moment is a song. Um, I don't know if you know her. Her name's Carly Minogue. <laughs> oh, no, never heard of her. I know Danny Minogue, she, but I've never heard of Kylie. Oh, Danny Minogue, she's nothing compared <laughs> to Kylie Minogue. She's just her sister's shadow. Yeah, um, exactly. Kidding. 
or am I? But um, Kylie has released a new song and it is the most camp thing ever. I love it. It's such a dancey bop. I'm not going to lie, when I heard she released something new, I thought, oh dear, like, let it go, love. Like, don't do a Madonna and keep bringing out all this music that it just isn't going to hit the spot. <laughs> but it's really good. Like, the, it's just a really good pop dance song. I'll, I'll put it onto the stories because it's such a bop. But that's my favourite of the week. I listen to it on my walks, you know. <laughs> just bopping along to Kylie. Just bopping along to Kylie, yeah. To be fair, you can rely on her for a good a good pop yep. song. Definitely. Um, What's yours? My favourite of the week is... We're both going old school this week. I like it. Um, mine is Ab Fab. Absolutely fabulous. I've been watching <gasps> it. I love Ab Fab. Oh I, my God, it's so funny, isn't it? Sweetie darling. Honestly. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, so me and my sister, my sister's like binging it, and I'm we're like occasionally watching episodes together and stuff. But then you, Are you, you watch watching it, it and you, uh, I've got it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Um, How is it? But it just makes my stomach hurt. Like the things they get. It's the, brilliant, the, isn't it? They wouldn't be able to do some of the jokes that they can now. No, they wouldn't. It's so funny. But it's just hilarious. It. Like Patsy is my all-time favorite. I wish I like was just like Patsy, and they're so carefree, and they just don't give a shit oh about my anything. God. I love it, and I love it. So, have fab. you seen the movie? Yes, and it was still just as good. I think it was still. I was quite impressed that they still made it quite funny. Yeah. But also, it was so stupid. But I think they knew that they couldn't take themselves too seriously, and that they just had to make something really silly yeah but, definitely and all the famous faces in it just kill me like it's I know, just so it's, funny they're just so known in the UK as well aren't they like it, they're just the most iconic duo and I've got so to admit iconic. like with shows back then obviously there were you know more controversial shows like Faulty Towers and stuff which were a bit racist but I think with Ab Fab their jokes are like you said just taking the piss out themselves yeah yeah definitely Thank you for listening and make sure you tune in to our two minute talk series every Sunday on Instagram at madworld underscore podcast. Another huge thank you for the support we have received so far and we can't wait to bring you more. You've been listening to Mad World with Meg and Maria.